Amen. Someone say Jesus. Jesus. Hey, can we all stand up? Can we all stand up? How you doing, Rock Church? What's up? It is, it is good to be back. I feel like I haven't been here in a long time. I haven't. <laughs> want to say, glad to see you're still here. I uh, want to say hello to uh, East County, North County, San Ysidro, and City Heights. City Heights. Everyone say City Heights. And all the people watching online. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. Amen. Uh, welcome to summer. Welcome to all the graduates, all the people who graduated, whatever you graduated from. Amen. Um, I planned a sermon for today about your father's love, and that's a lesson plan in your notes. But we're going to do something different. Uh, we had a men's conference here this weekend, and God gave me this, this message that I, uh, about the Holy Spirit and spiritual expectation. And I just want to do that. So your notes, your, your notes you have, keep them. We'll do it at some point. Or you can just, you know, look up the scriptures and fill it in yourself. It's not complicated. Uh, but uh, I just pray God's going to do something in your life today. Amen. Yeah. Let's get on our knees. Dear Lord, I got my Vavoom shirt on. And for all the youngins that don't know who Vavoom is, he's a cartoon character from... 3,000 years ago that said, Vavoom, he had power. When he would open his mouth, mountains would move. Lord, we pray you open your mouth that mountains would move in our life, that you would do amazing supernatural things in our heart. Lord, many of us in here have been praying and struggling and fighting issues, addictions, spiritual bondage, disease, pain for so long. We pray, Holy Spirit, you move in our life today. We pray that you would elevate our expectation, that we would expect to receive more from you than what we have, that we would not create a theology of doubt, but a theology of belief and miracles. Holy Spirit, fill this place. In all our campuses, all the people watching online, we pray you touch them right where they need to be touched, that you open their eyes, that they may see what you need them to see, that you may fill their heart with faith for the, to believe the things they need to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, this message is for you. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. Luke, Luke chapter, well, let's see your Bible first. Let's see your Bibles on the Count of three, say word. word. Count of three, say word. word. <laughs> on the count of three, say word. One, two, three. Word. Very good. Let's turn to Luke chapter three. Luke chapter three. Luke, 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 Luke. Luke chapter three. Matthew, Mark, Mark. Mark, Luke. In 1982, I was drafted to the Los Angeles Rams, and it was my first, second time on a plane to come to California, first time to California. And from the moment I got drafted to, to the preparing to come over to California, get on the plane, on the plane, the four different flights I had to take, 
I had this expectation in my heart about what the whole experience would be like. What California would be like, everybody brown, <laughs> from the tan. <laughs> I had only seen California on television. All the expectations related to playing football, you know, the parties, and, and especially being in L.A., the stadiums, being with the team, blah, 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 blah. And it was so overwhelming what I expected and anticipated experiencing. When you become a lawyer, you have this expectation of what it means to be a lawyer. When you meet somebody that you think you're going to marry, you have this expectation of what life together will be like. When you get pregnant, you have this expectation about what it means to be a mother, a father, give birth. And we can go on and on and on. When you become a doctor, when you get a new job, when you get a new relationship, when you make a new investment, uh, when you buy a new house, you have this expectation that something's going to be, it's going to be so much better than what you have. And you start to project and, and look for and anticipate experiencing those experiences. Can I get amen if you know what I'm talking about? Amen. So when you gave your life to Christ, what was your expectation? In other words, what did you look forward to? Did you look forward to, I'm not going to get arrested. I just hope I don't get arrested. Or maybe if I get saved, I'll stop cursing. Or maybe I won't smoke cigarettes anymore. Or maybe, maybe I won't argue or hit my wife or argue with my wife or yell at my kids. Or maybe I'll go to church now. I'll, I'll start to read the Bible. Maybe I'll understand the Bible. And all those expectations are good, but I'm going to tell you, if those are your expectations, you're, you're selling God really short. That they're too low. God's like, that's all you want? That's all that you expect to get out of this relationship? Because if you think about your life now compared to before you got saved, what is the difference? I mean, if it is, did you go from here to here? Because you could do that, trust me, you could do a lot of that without God. You can come to church without God. Matter of fact, people come to church without God all the time. And, and, and we see that millions of people. You can read your Bible. And by the way, you can even learn the information in the Bible without God. You can be a little nicer without God. So what did you really expect? Did you really expect, I'm just going to get the, 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 the creator of the universe to come live in me, the spirit of God to come live in me, and I'm just going to be a little bit better. God wants way bigger than that for you. And so my challenge to you today is because we're going to give you an opportunity to step into your new future. My challenge for you today is that you would think about what do I expect? Do I expect something supernatural to, to, to happen in my life that, that I can never do on my own? Now, I'm not saying that coming to church is something that doesn't, is not part of walking with God. It is, but you come with the expectation that God's going to speak to you, that God's going to heal you, that God's going to set you free, that God's going to do something supernatural in your life. Because if you don't have that expectation, then what is all this all about? It's just religion. It's just that I'm going to pray and I'm going to be better on my own a little bit, but not that something supernatural is going to happen in my life. So what I'm going to share this story with you is very simple. It's about Jesus. It's when Jesus got baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him and filled him and led him and empowered him and gave him authority and anointed him, that you would have the same exact expectation that God would do that in your life and nothing less. And what God does from that is way beyond what you could have asked or imagined. Because God's thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. And God sees you way bigger, way bigger than you could have ever imagined seeing yourself. You may have the most incredible egotistical view of yourself. God says, I see you bigger than that. 
I see you bigger than that. So let's read. Let's read. Chapter, chapter, chapter 3, verse 21 of Luke. It says in verse 21. Are y'all with me? East County, North County, San Isidro, City Heights. Are y'all with me? Amen. I can hear y'all. It says, when all the people were baptized, Luke 3, 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. <laughs> Please, stop. Do you live under circumstances or do you live under an open heaven? You're like, oh, I, 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 uh, my mother-in-law had a very, very horrible life. She's passed away. And due to her very horrible life, she saw everything through horrible lens. And every day, oh, it's sunny out. You're going to get a sunburn. Oh, it's cloudy out. You're going to, it's going to rain. Oh, there's a lot of cars out there. Oh, some people live under, oh. Live under an open heaven. That when you wake up in the morning, that you would, before you open your eyes, you would ask God to open heaven above your life. Because I bet you, many of you, before you open your eyes, you hear drama in your head. Don't get out of bed. It's going to be a horrible day. You're a failure. Don't waste your time. How many of y'all hear that in the morning? Let's try it one more time. Uh, and, and I hear it more than half the time in the morning. And what I mean by that, out of 10 days, more than five days. How many of y'all hear that? Oh, look what it says. The heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. Your expectation is that every single day you walk under open heaven where the spirit of God is descending on you. And God's favor is on you. And God is screaming from the heavens, I love you. Well, how do I know he loves me? You're not dead. You have opportunity. You have breath. You have people in your life. You have brown people yelling at you every Sunday telling you God loves you. <laughs> you have a Bible in your hand. But what about my drama? It hasn't killed you. You have power and ability to overcome it and look it in the face and say, be gone in Jesus' name. Jesus died on the cross for you. That every day you live under an open heaven saying, God, there's nothing between me and you. I don't want to walk under drama, under circumstances, under fear of man. I want to walk under the favor of God. That's your expectation. And if you don't wake up believing that, expecting that, and you look at all the clouds, all the sun, all the people, everyone doesn't like me, that's the life you're going to live. And you're going to walk around, whole drum, defeated every single day. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Heaven's open, there's nothing between you and God. God's not way out there beyond the galaxy in some remote place called heaven. There is nothing between you and him. There's nothing between you and his power. That heaven is above you. 
open. Walk to work tomorrow, to school tomorrow, to the mall tomorrow, out of this church saying, there is an open heaven above me. And when you see the sun shining through the clouds, the rays coming through the clouds, I want you to imagine the Holy Spirit coming out of the heavens on me like that. That's your expectation. Look at, number, look at verse, chapter 4, verse 1. It says, then, oh, being filled, chapter 4, verse 1, being filled with the Holy Spirit, he returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Everybody say, be filled. Uh, uh, someone once told me that you should drink the amount of ounces of water that is equivalent to half your body weight in pounds. For example, if you weigh 200 pounds, you should drink 100 ounces of water. If you weigh 100 pounds, you should drink 50 ounces of water. Are you following me? I know math is challenging a lot of people. I'll do it again. I'll make it really simple. If you weigh two pounds, you should drink one ounce of water. Are y'all following me? How many of y'all know how much you weigh? Okay, so what you want to do is you want to take your weight and divide it by two. Cut it in half. And that's how many ounces of water you should drink every day. Okay? Are y'all following me? Okay, so I try, I've been trying that. And when you do that, you find yourself going to the bathroom all day long. But you got to do it all day long, all day long. My, my, I grew up in New York and I had a lot of allergies and I would make these, these funny sounds in my ears and my nose and, and it drives my family crazy. And, and my brother, who still lives back there, he, all of us, we were like, all day long, eyes watering, you know. And, and my brother just recently told me, literally like two weeks ago, he said, Miles, all we had to do was drink a lot of water. I said, what do you mean? He says, because right now, he still lives there. He just I drink so much water, it goes away. Why? Because when you drink so much water, it flushes you out. You have to get rid of that water. You can't hold that much water. You will constantly be going to the bathroom. Do you know when the Holy Spirit fills your life? It has to come out. You, you, you can't, you cannot, you cannot be filled with the Spirit of God and hold it to yourself. That's impossible. It's impossible. Why? The Holy Spirit is yearning to share with other people, love other people, empower you and heal other people and touch other people and encourage other people through your life. So if you are saying, Lord, I expect an open heaven to be above me and I expect the Spirit of God to fill me up, it has to come out. It has to come out. And your expectation every day is that how is it going to come out? That's exciting. Can you imagine getting up every day going, God, what you going to do? Now, you should get up every day not like this. Uh, I got to go to work. You should wake up every day with this expectation. God, what you going to do today? What are you going to do today? What are you going to tell me? Who are you going to bring into my life? What miracle are you going to show me? Come on, let's go. I, I told you many times in, in, in football, this is a ready position. This is ready. I wish y'all could stand up and do it. Matter of fact, everyone stand up. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, everybody stand up. Please, please stand up. Turn to the person next to you and say, stand up. Stand up, stand up. <laughs> okay. Feet shoulder, feet shoulder width, just a tiny bit, uh, 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 a tiny bit wider than your shoulder. Just tiny, tiny, tiny bit. You ready? Just bend your knees. Take, take it, take, squat a little back. Get, you want to get center of gravity. Get your hands like this and do this. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're not clapping. We're just like, let's go. That's what. <laughs> it's not like, hey, it's not like that. It's like that. It's like, let's go, let's go, okay? This is, this is, your, this is, your, st this is your stability right here. Some of y'all have a lot more stability than others, but that's okay. <laughs> Are you all ready? So from this position, from this position, you can go that way. Go that way. You can 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 go back. You can go forward. Y'all follow me? When you wake up this morning, when you wake up in the morning, you need to get out of bed and go, I'm ready. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Everyone say, I'm ready. Say, God, open heaven above me. Say, fill me. Who? You know, when the, Holy, when the Holy Spirit filled Jesus, you know what the Holy Spirit said to Jesus? First thing you got to do, let's go confront your demons. First thing. He didn't go to worship service. Let's go confront the devil. You need to know you can confront your devil. Jesus, the heavens open. Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, first order business, let's go confront the, the devil. You need to look evil in the eye and say, I have authority over you. God has given me dominion over you. You need to look yourself in the mirror every day and say, I will not be defeated by my depression. I will not be defeated by my addiction. I will not be defeated by my sinful nature. I'm not going to be defeated. I am victorious. I am a son of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a priest of the king. And so, so when you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm full. I'm full. I'm not full of it. I'm full of him. Let's go, God. I'm ready. I'm ready. Fill me up. Who? What challenge, what obstacle, what burden, what bondage you want me to confront? Because if Christ is in you, all authority in heaven and earth is in you. You can be, you are free. You're not, you can't be, you are free. And so Jesus, the, the spirit of God said, we got to go confront the devil. We're not going to make your life easy. We are in a war and you are going to win. That's, that, that's your expectation. You have already won. Look what it says in verse um, 14. I'm sorry, verse 18. Verse 18. Jesus said of himself, he was anointed by the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Everyone say anointed me. And by the way, anointed means this. He has set you aside for a very specific purpose. God created you, designed you. You are not an accident. You are not some creation that just grew out of the ground. You did not come from a monkey. You, 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 a gorilla is not your daddy. Your daddy is the heavenly father who created you in his image. Okay, y'all following me? There wasn't a black monkey, a Chinese monkey, an Asian monkey, a Filipino monkey. No, there was one God who created all the nations of the earth. Right? And he created all y'all beautiful. Amen? So it says here, it says, the spirit of God is upon me, verse 18, and he has anointed me. Not only did he design me, not only did he create me, he designed me for a very specific purpose and he set me aside for that purpose. And what does it say? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of the sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's you. That's you. God has set you aside for some liberation purpose. There was, a, there was a theology, many different kinds of theology, and there was a theology called black theology. When you hear that, you might think, oh, black people got to have their own theology. The slaves needed their own theology because the slaves were being told that slavery was of God, and they didn't believe it. They said God cannot be this evil, so there has to be some other, something we're missing here. 
And black theology came out of the experience of slaves who were being told by white owners that God sanctioned them to be slaves. Enslaved. And so they read the Bible and realized that God was a God of liberating oppressed people. So they developed black theology. That was the hope of the Bible, that God would deliver oppressed people. Not only oppressed people who are oppressed by other people, but oppressed spiritually, chemically. God is a God who delivers oppressed people. He has anointed us to be part of that liberation. People's minds and people's addiction, people relationally, socially, mentally. That God, and how do you do that? You just introduce him to Jesus. He does all the work. God has set you aside for something, to do something. Not just to come to church. Trust me. He did not set you aside to come to church. This is part of it. He did not set you aside to have a business, have a family. All that's part of it. He has set you aside to be part of the ministry to establish the kingdom of God on earth. And the only difference between people who do something and don't people who don't do something are the people who do something do something. I'm going to say that real slow. I know it's very complicated. I know it's very deep. It's like that's PhD stuff. Okay, let me explain it again. Really slow. The only difference between people who do something and the people who don't do something is that the people who do something do something. It's simple. Oh, can you say that one more time? Unamas, unamas. Okay. Let me read, and I'll read the next one, and I'll make it a little more clear. Look at chapter, look at verse 31. <laughs> he has anointed you with power and authority over demons and disease. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. You should have an expectation that God can deliver you from spiritual bondage, physical bondage, social bondage. For all y'all who watch pornography online, and by the way, today is the day pornography is watched more, any other day during the week, today, Sunday. One in two guys watch pornography, one in six women, a lot of couples together. But the Holy Spirit can deliver you from that. And renew your mind that those images and expectations can be gone. Because they will ruin your perspective of every person you see and every relationship you have, and it will destroy your ability to have a relationship. I heard a study the other day, it blew my mind that the number one users of Viagra, I know we're, getting off, we're not getting off topic, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. The number one users of, Via, of Viagra are uh, 25 to 45 year old guys because a woman with no clothes doesn't do them for them anymore because of pornography. What? That's the devil. That's the devil. Because God wanted a woman to excite you. That's the devil. God has power over your mind, over your heart. And in a few minutes, you're going to have opportunity to step into that power with the expectation that God can deliver you. That God can set you free. That God can not only forgive you of your sin, but that God can deliver you from all of you who have been saved, but you're still walking in, in the wilderness because you, you've never, you haven't really let go. You just prayed a prayer. And the Holy Spirit wants to do something supernatural in your life. Look what it says in verse 31. Uh, verse 31, he says, he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, and for his word had authority. Everyone say Authority. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, the demon, 
And he said, let us alone, for we have, what, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Uh, before I go any further, tell you what Jesus did to the demon. Every time, every time, a demon-possessed person is in the presence of Jesus. The demons cry out and say, we know who you are, the Son of God. They identify him. And they worship him like this. They bow down and say, please do not destroy us because they know judgment is coming on them and it is coming from him. And they also acknowledge him as the son of God and they acknowledge him as being worthy of their worship. Every time. Why? Because he's worthy of our worship. How do they know that? Because they were angels in heaven and they know he's a bad boy. And yet the demon will tell you, this is how you should worship. We love you, we love you. That's not how they worship. And what I mean by worship, worship is a response of respect. This is a response of respect. The demons know there's a God and the Bible says they shudder. Why? Because they are scared to death of what he is going to do to them. But yet they tell you don't fear him. They tell you disrespect him. They, say you, they tell you disregard what he tells you. But they, they are scared to death. Why? Because they're liars. They tell you one thing and do another. They're liars. And it says, it says in verse 34, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? In other, in other instances where Jesus is asked his questions by the demons, not yet. Your time is coming, though. Verse 35, Jesus rebuked him and said, shut up. I know your, your Bible says, be quiet. Y'all got the King James. I got the Don King version. We kind of get to the point. <laughs> he says, shut up. Come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him into the midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him anymore. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, what word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out of him. Your expectation is that you can speak with authority and power. The same spirit of God here, the same spirit of God that created the heavens and the earth, the same spirit of God that will judge, the same spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead is the one you have. He didn't all of a sudden become dumbed down. He's just waiting for you to smart up. He's waiting for you to believe. And it says in verse 38, he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. And they made request of him concerning her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it left her. And immediately she arose and served him. The, the Holy Spirit, oh, the Holy Spirit empowered him over disease, demons and disease, spiritual, physical the supernatural world and the natural world. That should be your expectation. But the devil will say, I want you to fear spiritual oppression. I want you to fear disease. I want you to fear people. I want you to fear circumstance. I want you to fear your life and what might happen in the economy and who's going to be president and all this stuff and what's going to happen with terrorism. I want you to fear all that. Let me tell you something. Some of that stuff is very real danger, but it's not danger that God can't get you through. That you say, no, 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 no. No, no, no. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown in the fire, they told Nebuchadnezzar the king, king, 
You can throw us in the fire. We are not bound to your idol. And if you throw us in the fire, our Lord will save us. Either he will come in. They, they didn't say these words, but here's what they were meaning. Either we won't get burnt or we die and go to heaven. But either way, we're not going to be defeated. And what happened? They got thrown in the fire. The Bible says the, the smell of the smoke wasn't on their clothes. Their hair wasn't singed. Which, by the way, you know how quick your hair burns in fire? Your hair burns without even the fire touching it. Can I get an amen? How many of y'all, like, when you were a kid, took hair out and burned it and smelled it and you played it? No, not, no, just maybe me. Okay. <laughs> Let's try it. My brother, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> How many of y'all did that? How many of y'all did that? Okay, y'all just left me out to dry right there. Just, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Your hair burns like that. And, and it's interesting, the Bible says not even the hair was singed. That means the heat of the fire didn't even get close to them. The smell of the fire didn't even get on them. And they were in the fire. God says, I'm going to keep you so far from being hurt, even though hurt is right here. And he healed the woman. In a minute, we're going to pray. Here's my challenge to you. There are two groups of y'all. Y'all who asked Christ to be your Savior at some point in your life and y'all who haven't. For all y'all who haven't asked Christ to be your Savior, your challenge today is to ask Christ to be your Savior. To finally admit, I'm a sinner. Jesus died for my sin and rose from the dead. Jesus, please forgive me. Simple. Fill me with the Spirit of God. This is not an intellectual transformation. It's a spiritual transformation. So for all y'all who have never asked Christ to be your Savior in all the campuses, in a minute this prayer is for you. That you would just say... Jesus, please forgive me my sin. I surrender. For all of you who have asked Christ to be your Savior, and your expectation is doing this, and you want more. Now, I know for a fact that 99.9% of you are going, I want more. That 0.1%, you're sleeping right now. You're not hearing what I'm talking about. That's why the only reason. But I know for a fact, y'all are like, man, man, what would that be like if, if the Holy Spirit could do this in my life or set me free or, or, or heal through me or whatever. I know for a fact, all y'all are like, man, why? Two reasons. One, God made you for that. He made you to have that expectation and to be used. Your soul is like, this is what I want. This is what I've been yearning for. Listen, fool, listen. That's what your soul is saying to your mind. Listen, listen, listen. And I also know the Spirit of God in you is going, uh-huh. I want to do that. The Spirit of God saying to you, and again, I, this is my interpretation. The Spirit of God saying to you, you put me in a box. You asked me to come into your life to change your life, and then you put me in a box. You developed a theology of doubt. You created a th theology that I don't do what I do anymore. You just made this stuff up. That I, I, I don't heal people. I don't transform people's lives. I don't speak to you. I'm not going to give you a word. Like, like I'm dumb. Like I don't know the mind of God anymore. You made that up. It's not in the Bible. The Bible says the Holy Spirit has a mind. The Bible says the Holy Spirit has power. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is going to give you gifts. The Bible says the Holy Spirit can be grieved. What does that mean? That you can make decisions that make the Holy Spirit go, oh, why did you do that? Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a person, not a human, a person. What does a person mean? He can have a relationship with you. He can speak to you. He can encourage you. He can reveal to you. He walks with you, guides and directs you. He reminds you what Jesus said. And he's trying to guide you to live this supernatural life, but your expectation was down here. And you say, Lord, I'm too scared because you don't trust God. 
So now there's, a, there's some of you who have never asked Christ to be your Savior. Here's your opportunity. But there's a bunch of y'all who have, and God is saying, can you trust me more? Can you trust me more? Today, just trust me more. Trust that I will open up heaven above your life and do something supernatural in your life. So the prayer is going to be a prayer of surrender. Lord, I trust you. Lord, fill me up. Lord, use me. I, 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 Lord, my expectation just went up. Click, 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 click. And by the way, my expectation, the heavens just opened, so there is no limit to my expectation. It's whatever you want. It's a whatever prayer. God, whatever. Just do whatever in, in your life. When I got saved, well, before I got saved, I used to get asked to go speak in public. And when I say speak, like five minutes in front of 100 people. And I was like, I'm not a speaker. I ain't doing that. That's, that's, not, that's, not, my, that's not my deal. I'll, I'll sign autographs, take picture, uh, but I'm not a speaker. <laughs> it's a true story. This is a straight up true story. I remember one time I went to, I went to speak at uh, some elementary school in La Jolla and, and they brought out 500 kids. It took them a nine hours to get them organized. They had these big long banners, welcome, San Diego Charter, blah, 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 blah. It was a big deal and it was all to hear me say something to them. I don't remember. And I went up there and I was sweating like a pig underneath my sweats. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. I'm so glad y'all out here. Goodbye. And that was it. And they're like, we did all that for that? I was scared to death. Why? Because I didn't understand who I was. When I got saved, the Holy Spirit said, let me explain who you are. You are a mouth. <laughs> you are vavoom. You are vavoom. Open your mouth. Say what I put in it. Just do that. So God, whatever. Who do you want me to talk to and what do you want me to say? Not God, here's what I'm going to say. Who do you want me to talk to? My expectation has to be whatever. Let's all bow our heads and pray. All the campuses. Holy Spirit, speak to people right now. Holy Spirit, fill people. Come upon them. Prepare them to walk out of their seat into the wilderness to confront those demons in their life, those lies, that spiritual bondage. I'm going to pray one prayer. Let me explain this for the group, two groups, for all you who want to get saved and ask Christ to be your Savior, and for all of you who need to be set free. Let me give you one last warning before I pray. There are a lot of you out there who have already talked yourself out of more. You have already established the cap on your expectation. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that. And I, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, blow the top off their cap. Open the heavens above their life. Tell them you want more from their life. Trust God. For once, trust God. Throw out your safety net. Get rid of all your, 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 your guardrails that make your life all safe and comfortable and say, God, whatever, I want to be whatever. So pray this prayer with me, all campuses, online, in the privacy of your heart. Don't pray it out loud. Pray, Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I know Jesus died for my sin. I know he rose from the dead. And I believe he loves me. 
I surrender my life to Jesus. I surrender my expectation. Holy Spirit, fill me. Lead me. Empower me. Anoint me. Use me. I surrender my life to God. Jesus is my Savior. As all of our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer. Christian or non-Christian, you know why you prayed it. Holy Spirit, I pray you give people courage right now. I pray you prepare their legs to straighten up. I pray you start beating their heart in expectation that you are going to do something in their life. And I pray against the theology of doubt. The theology, this is something for someone else. The theology is I have enough. I rebuke that. And I pray, Lord, that you open up the heavens of expectation in all of our life. So if you prayed that prayer for whatever and you're ready to walk away from your old life into a new level of faith and trust and miracles and supernatural in your life, in a second I'm going to ask you to stand when I count to three. Holy Spirit, I pray you stir people up in all the campuses that they would obey you and trust you and walk by faith. Not understanding, they just, know, they just know you love them. They just know that you're calling them because a small, still voice is speaking to their heart right now. And that's all they need to know. On the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up. One, in all the campuses, I'm going to ask you to stand up. There's going to be someone there to pray for you. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. 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 God bless you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Now I'm going to ask all you people who are standing up, this is the first day of the rest of your life. This is the day you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm following God from the here on in. When I hear a small, still voice say, go right, go left, I'm going to do it. Your first step of faith is in a minute, come out of your seat and come down to the altar. You can bring your family with you. The rest of us, we're going to celebrate them for the courage of faith to get up. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat, come on down to the altar, and let's give them a hand as they come on down. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 Amen. Let's give him a big hand. Come on. If you hear God's voice tell you to do something, you do it. That's how it works. It's as simple as that. For all of y'all who heard God's voice and didn't do it, my prayer is that he would gnaw at you 
So next time you hear, he says, don't make that mistake again. I didn't have to go down there. Yeah, you did. You did. Matter of fact, we have another minute. There's some of you out there that God told you to come and you said, and, and this other voice talked you out of it. That's exactly how it works. The other voice talks you out of it. And you rationalize and da 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 I want you to, we're, gonna, we're all going to cheer in a minute. I want you to get out of your seat and come down on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Amen. Amen. Good girl. Good girl. Amen. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Amen. Come on. Come out of your seat. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, come on. Ladies, where's all the guys? Look at all these ladies out here. Look at all these ladies coming down here. Come on now. Come on. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 Okay, one more time. One more time. Here we go. Oh. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Lord, I pray for all these people. Holy Spirit, I pray you change our expectation. I pray. you alter the way we think how we view the world I pray that we would obey you on a whole nother level in Jesus name amen here's what we're going to do we're going to in a second they're going to walk out this way we're going to cheer them and after they get in Pastor Marcus will dismiss us so it's not a time to leave it's time to celebrate take a right turn and walk this way let's give him a hand amen 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 Come on. Amen. Come on, let's give it a big hand. Let's give it a big hand. Come on. I know the Spirit of God is directing you to do two things. 
One, to go to life class. Why? Because that is the mechanism he has given us to direct you. Number two, go to small group because that is the mechanism he has created here to direct you and get you into community, accountability. Life class, life group. If, you're not, if you haven't gone to life class, it starts today at 2 o'clock, every Sunday at 2 o'clock. If you're not in a small group, go online and find one or start one at your house. I have one at my house. I know you're busy. I'm busy. It's very important. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Before we have a seat, let's celebrate this time of receiving our tithes and offerings. Let, yes. We love to celebrate here. You guys can have a seat as, as we close up. You know, there's a, the Bible talks about if, if we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. And if we sow bountifully or generously, we'll reap generously. That we should give as God has put in our heart, but not out of compulsion, right? But out of joy. And that's why we celebrate what God is doing here. And we know that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And today's message is all about trusting the Lord. Trusting the Lord with everything you have. And maybe today, one of the areas you need to continue to trust the Lord is where you have some doubts, maybe with your finances. You know, that's part of our lives too. It's part of a chance for us to trust God with everything we have. And I share this with you guys time and time again just because it's so deep in my heart. I've experienced it, guys. For those of you guys who have experienced God's faithfulness through your giving, let me hear an amen. Right? It's a chance to just understand what we have, you guys, is not ours. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift we have is from our Father above. Anything that we have good, our relationships, our time, our treasures, our talents are from Him. And it's a, just a chance for us to trust God with what He's given us as stewards, Lord. I just thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for this time here, Lord. Thank you for everybody here, Lord. Thank you for this message today, Lord. And whether we're giving, Lord Jesus, online, Lord, as we automate the important, Lord, or whether we give via text, God, or give via this envelope right here, Lord Jesus, we know that you see our hearts, Lord. And we just want to trust you with everything we have, Lord, including our finances, God. We just pray that you would receive them, Lord and that you would do miracles, Lord, with them. But that miracle you would do would be in our hearts as well, Lord, as we trust you, Lord, and you show yourselves faithful on our behalf, Lord Jesus. Amen. At every box, at every exit, you will see boxes where you can deposit this here. We've got our pastoral support team that would love to connect with you guys and pray and hug and encourage you guys. May the Lord bless you, and we'll see you guys next week. God bless you guys.
child of God, lift your eyes to see with every morning light. Again we are redeemed. Rejoice, oh child of